everyone. Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast, the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious batshit insanity therein. My name is Randy. I am your host on this journey. And of course, I'm joined by my good friend and my co-host, Phil. How you doing today, brother? I am doing all right, my friend. I hope everybody's doing okay out there. And let's do the damn thing. I'm excited. Oh, we've got a good one for you today. Uh, before we get inside, of course, we've got to let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com and check out all the latest and greatest in geeky content and media. And of course, we're on social media. Check us out on Facebook for both Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And of course, check us out on all of the major podcast providers we're on iTunes and Google and Spotify and Stitcher. If there's a place for you to play your podcast and leave us a five-star review and a text rating, um, just, you know, do the thing wherever you can. Uh, And today, once again, we are looking at uh, our heroes in a half-shell. Turtle power? Mondo radical, dude! Oh, man. And today we are looking at the episode Return of the Shredder. Oh, yeah. The My man's is back. The opening to, to season two. Ah, yes. And, of course, let's find out how Shredder blows it more, more than uh, Kevin Nash blows out his quads. <laughs> no way anyone could survive that. <laughs> Uh, so we start this episode. Uh, our turtles, Leonardo and Michelangelo, are in a grocery store. And they are shopping for pizza toppings. Bruh. As usual. They say Michelangelo <laughs> comes up with the weird combinations, but Leo ain't exactly helping either here. Oh, seriously. I'm like, Leo, you on drugs too. This man wants to put wheat germ on his pizza. Mike, you're just looking for the stuff that tastes good. <laughs> yeah, they're interrupted by two men who are trying to rob the supermarket, who are voiced by the by the voice actors of Donatello and Raphael. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, folks. <laughs> we can't even afford extras today. Nope. Like they're not even trying to pretend it's like different voices. Like, you can clearly hear the voice actors behind it. It's like, yeah. Okay. So they make uh, short work of these bad guys. And then they're like, Hey, lady, uh, can you check us out real quick here? We're kind of in a hurry. And this lady's just like, Well, you know what? Y'all save my life. It's free. Just get out of here. Oh, yeah. I do have to give kudos to Mike, though. He was pretty smooth with the catching the, the bad guys. Right? Yeah, like the one bad guy's like, eh, you missed me. It's like, oh, you think so? I? Yeah. He, like, knocks over a whole stack of cans on him. Pretty smooth, Mikey. Yeah. So, yeah, shortly after they leave, the police show up, the Channel 6 news van arrives. And April O'Neil gives an interview to the woman who's like, they tried to stop, they tried to rob my store until these turtles show up. Or maybe they were alligators. (laughs) Or some kind of salamander. Yeah, she was all over the place. It's like, all right, well, yes, they're clearly turtles because, you know, shelling everything. Right. Anyway, so we go... To the Mysterious Dimension X. Maybe she was high, too. Who knows? I don't know. It, were, were psychedelic drugs like that pretty common in uh, 1980s New York? Um, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I mean, it's the 80s. The drugs were pretty well free-flowing, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we go to Dimension X, where Shredder is... Pleading his case to Krang. He's like... Oh, good old gelatinous Krang. 
I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sounds that thing makes. Right? So, yeah, Shredder is like, oh, but I was only defeated by the turtles on an accident. Give me another chance, Krang. I can prove it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he just told Shredder to go just to get rid of him. Seriously. He's like, look, just get out. Here, take this communicator. Go. Nah, fine. <laughs> uh, so Rocksteady oh, and Bebop uh, try to follow Shredder through the interdimensional portal. But they get stopped. Of course. Why'd <laughs> and... you do that? Because I enjoy seeing people and animals suffer. And you and idiots are both. Friends. Exactly. I was like, damn, Krang. <laughs> Krang don't give a shit. No. Uh, so we go to the Channel 6 news office. And just everyone here is terrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, Irma is so insufferable in the early, early episodes. That girl needs some dick. It's not like she ain't trying. She needs some wee-wee. <laughs> like, she is giving, like, clear, obvious signals to anyone who would listen that she and needs no something. And no one's just... Yeah. And Irma's like, we have a dilemma here, April. I chipped a <laughs> nail. April's like, oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Emergency. Like, what if a hot guy walks up? Pretty sure he's not going to care about your chip nail. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Burn Thompson walks out. Oh my uh, god. This sleazy 80s motherfucker. So yeah, he's like, uh, these turtles are a menace to society. And April's like, um, no. <laughs> and Burn's like, well, you're going to get me a story that says he does I'll get someone who will. Right, Vernon? It's like, oh. <laughs> oh. Vernon was like the biggest bitch we've seen him to be like at any point of any of these episodes we've looked at. Pretty much. I feel like Vernon paved the way for James from freaking Team Rocket. Oh. With the whole, oh, of course. Man, don't, don't disrespect James like that. <laughs> Prepare for trouble. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but James is nowhere near as much of a bitch as Vernon. Yeah, he's not. Even though he did have boobs one episode. Oh, yes. Good old WTF Pokemon <laughs> moments. I was like, what? The band episodes. And he knew he had boobs. He was yanking on them things. I've seen the episode, man. He just Me too. I'm like, oh my god. And he, uh, like the funny part of that episode where like they run into Misty and he's flaunting like clearly like uh, he's like, I've got like, mine are I, bigger. Exactly. I have bigger boobs than you, bitch. It's like Oh, um, make it Double. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare for trouble and make it double D's. Double D's. Surrender now. <laughs> oh. I just wanted me out to come in and be like, holy shit, look at him knockers. <laughs> <laughs> I need some milk. Yeah, so um, April's trying to figure out why burn such in like this tough guy mood and we figure out why because um tiffany walks out of his office got him a little blonde cutie in the office uh-huh little and... freak so we learned that tiffany absolutely despises turtles oh yeah <laughs> you because get her, a mat because her brother what. threw one in her bed when she was five years old that was it. Yep, that She's was forever it. traumatized. Uh-huh. That's it. 
It's like, oh, this is why Burns acting like a chauvinist pig. He's trying to get him some. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to the sewer. Our heroes are enjoying some pizza and kind of, you know, just reminiscing. You're like, yeah, fighting these guys was nothing. Man, it was nothing compared to fighting the Foot Clan. Yeah. <laughs> or that flipped out brain creature, Krang. Yeah. Yeah, this was easy. But then we just kind of turn towards Splinter. And he's having a dream. A premonition. He's got a gut feeling that the Shredder is about to return. Dun, dun, I dun. will always trust what Splinter has to say. Right. And of course he says this and we go to our next scene. Where <laughs> these two idiots are just looking for a victim to mug in Central Park. And it's just like, oh, the Shredder just falls out of the sky. <laughs> it's like, there we go. And Shredder's like, ah, whatever, this will be nothing. Foot soldiers, Bebop, Rocksteady, take care of them. Uh, Bebop, Rocksteady. Foot soldiers, did you not hear my call? Nope, nobody. LOL, no. So these guys are like, yeah, give us your money. Bro. Shredder was not having that shit, dude. Bro, he straight up just like sliced a tree up at the roots. A thick-ass branch. Like, it, that, was, that was some, yeah. Shredder's not, not a slouch at all. Bro, those, I'm pretty sure these thugs just like crapped their pants yeah they were just like oh uh yeah we was totally talking about money um here you you can have ours and they had a lot of cash yeah i think they'd already made a few like, hits damn. that day like who did they rob <laughs> so yeah the uh the robbers make their way out of everywhere they're like yeah no we, we ain't dealing with this so the Shredder pulls out his communicator. He's like, uh, Krang, what the F? The fuck? He's like, ah! <laughs> Krang's I like, love that noise. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No! <laughs> it's like, so fucked up. It's like, it's like, uh, why, why does Krang's, Krang's voice sounds like someone tried to motorboat a nutsack. Basically. <laughs> and succeeded. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Oh my god. Oh, you failed to defeat the turtles. So now you get to do it on your own, you little bitch. Basically is what he told him. No foot soldiers. You don't get no help from me. You get you don't get these two idiots. You don't get technology. You get nothing. And you'll now like leave it. Me alone. <laughs> Where was that nutsack? I was <laughs> Shredder's like well, fine. I don't Son do it of nice. a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, says Shredder is off to figure out what the F he's going to do. We're going to figure out what the F we're going to do. And we're going to take a commercial break real quick. We'll be back after these messages. If she's wishing for a washer that does dishes, Stucky Brothers Holiday Sale offers powerful, energy-saving Magic Chef dishwashers from just $2.47. Or make your Christmas merrier with a microwave. Top brand microwave ovens from below $97. And don't miss the closeout savings on 1988 model RCA Color TVs. RCA Color TVs with state-of-the-art American technology. Price to move now at Stucky Brothers. Great gifts at after-Christmas prices from Stucky Brothers with the best service in the appliance business. Every year, Jack Frost comes around nipping at your nose, and nobody's ever seen him. 
Unless you count that one time. When Jack falls to Earth, he falls in love with a beautiful girl. But the evil Kubala steals the girl for himself. We've got to save her. Come on, everybody! Jack plans a frosty battle to rescue his girl. Thursday night at 7 on Super 55. America's changing. There's a shortage of trained truck drivers, and heavy equipment operators are needed all over our country. So if you're ready for a career that'll make a difference to you and America, call Superior Training Services today. Call, because if America doesn't keep moving, I'm gonna be real upset. I've been away so long, but no matter where I'm gone, I'm never away for the holidays. I'm bringing Christmas home. Bring home a Casio watch, now 25% off at Target. Or a handsome Seiko watch, also 25% off. Target! Bringing Christmas home. Who's that? The taste of nuts and honey, Mr. Scrooge. Come back. Better things to do. Oh, Mr. Scrooge, Honey Nut Cheerios, it's Christmas. My customary gruel will suffice, thank you. Yeah, but Honey Nut Cheerios blends golden honey and crunchy nuts. I said, don't you see honey and nuts? Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. All right, and we are back. And so the Shredder is now on his own. He has no access to Krang's technology. No foot soldiers. No Bebop and Rocksteady. So now he has to come up with a plan. So he finds apparently the most corrupt karate academy ever. How? <laughs> like, what are you walking to Cobra Kai or some shit? No, worse. The Slash for Cash Gym. Slash for Cash. So he decides he's just going to start his own recruitment efforts. And this quote-unquote dojo is a crap hole. Oh yeah, it sucks. And so there's a sparring match going on between two of the students. And they're terrible. <laughs> that's that's being nice yeah this is awful so yeah basically they just start like using like clumsy illegal moves horrible techniques the works they basically just knock each other out it's it... really bad yeah and they basically just like Nothing wins. They they just kind of land on top of each other. So their master, Smash, is like... This guy, he looks like Harvey Bullock from Batman. And he's voiced by Optimus Prime. <laughs> that is definitely Peter Cullen's voice. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that This is Peter Cullen's... I'm going to use a voice that's clearly Optimus Prime, but a bad guy voice. Ooh. That's, okay, yeah. Oh, I was trying to put my finger on it, and I was like, this sounds like, uh, that's it. Yep, it, it's definitely Peter Cullen. He, he's he got a, a bad guy voice that's definitely, I'm just going to be Optimus Prime, but as a bad guy. We're the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Roll out. So, yeah. he uh, Smash is very upset. He's basically, this is pathetic. You're all useless wimps. And right at that moment is when Shredder walks in. He's just like, the master is responsible for the students. I am no, now it's... the master of this dojo. You know it's funny to hear him say that as much as he blames his minions. Right? I was like, okay, Shredder. 
It's like, yep, you obey my every command or else. Bro. Then Shredder just like takes this punching bag. Yo, he grabs it and yeets the shit. Bro. Like, I'm pretty sure at this point, like, that entire room is, like, crapping their pants. Yeah, it's like, we all pooped a little just now. Yep. Watch him sl- cut that thing into three pieces like it was nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. He salami that shit. Shredder is now the master of the dojo. So we cut to the Channel 6 News building. April's walking in. And Burns like, so you got anything on these turtles? Nope. And so, yeah, Burns, like, still on his anti-turtle kick. Yeah. So they pretty much argue for a little bit, and April just kind of storms off. He goes, oh, I'll get proof that they're heroes. Uh, So, yeah, we go back to the uh, Slash for Cash gym, where we've gone through some training, a quick training montage, and we've pretty much figured out who the, the... quote-unquote best four students are of this academy. Yeah, that was like, eh. And they're given costumes and dubbed the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so they go and start a nice series of uh, robberies around town. Bro, they even robbed the grocery store from, like, the beginning of the episode. Yeah, that same lady. They hand her a business card. Here's our card. (laughs) We're the crooked Ninja Turtle King. Remember the turtle part. Remember the turtle part. (laughs) They had a phone number on it and everything. It was an 800 number. Yeah, it had an 800 number on it. So at one point, one of the the Channel 6 team vans pull up, and I mean, you you can look at these guys and clearly tell they are not the actual Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but people are Uh, stupid. Like Vernon. Yeah. He's like, well, they're teenagers, and they do karate moves. They're green. Yeah. Close enough for me. You, You are both an idiot and a bitch, Vernon. So yeah, we cut back to the Shredder. He's uh, communicating with Krang. He's like, oh, I have a plan. Uh, We'll frame the turtles and make them look bad. That is the shittiest plan. And Krang says this in no uncertain terms. Yeah. Krang's like, that's stupid. You're stupid. It's like, well, I have other ideas. So Shredder goes to an insane asylum to bust out Baxter Stockman. <laughs> oh, I love that scene. Bro, he's like telling his stories about the Ninja Turtles to a guy who thinks he's Napoleon Bonaparte. Seriously. Dude, that was funny. It's like, oh, like, I forget what he said. This guy seriously thinks he's Napoleon. Yeah, and when like the and when Shredder busts through the wall to grab Stockman, the guy's like, "Oh no, they're after me! The French government is after me!" And he he books it. He's gone, dude. Oh, I was like, man. "Wow!" Oh, it's ridiculous. He's <laughs> like, "All right, well, Baxter Stockman is a uh, part of this." I forget, like, he spends a good amount of time, like, before he actually becomes the fly. Like, I forgot. Yeah, like, I forgot about that. I forgot him, how many episodes, like, he was actually a human in this series. And it was quite a few, actually. Yeah. Like, he didn't become the fly until later on, and I forgot. Like, once he became the fly, I forgot about everything else. Uh-huh. Now we go back <laughs> to the... Damn, uh, bro. So we go back to the Channel 6 news building. And good old Burn, he sees this footage. 
of the clearly not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to run this on the 11 o'clock news. You don't care. Uh, so April calls the turtles and she's like, yeah, we got a problem. So they show up in the turtle blimp. The whole honking turtle blimp in the just yeah. flying through the middle of the city. Night stealth, guys. It's like, oh, April left a line on for us. Or wait, so is Channel Six actually the Motel Six? They left the light on. <laughs> Apparently, what's her face thinks so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they watch the tape and they're like, "Yeah, this isn't good." But Leonardo is watching the video fairly closely, and he recognizes I... some of the techniques they're using to pull off these robberies. I gotta give Leonardo kudos for that. He's like, hmm. There are only uh, two people in the world who could have taught them this technique. One being Master Splinter. The other being, dun dun dun, the Shredder. Shredder. It's so like, they dude, that's the same shit we do. So, right at this point, Good old Tiffany decides to enter the room. And she's like, Oh, God. Ah, turtles. Ah. She lets out this horrendous scream. Right? And they're like, Yeah, maybe we should just leave. It's like, Yep, we out. So, yeah. So, at this point, uh, Bird comes out of his office. He's like, Uh,. What are those things doing there, April? And April's like got to come up with a response on the fly, dude. She's like, um, oh, um, them, um, I, I, I was uh, luring them here to expose them. What are you doing here? Right? What are they doing at the Channel Six office? You know, at like midnight, at odd hours, bro. Burn is like uh, stammering. He's like, uh, 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 not Tiffany. Yeah, she's like, yeah, <laughs> tell him. Yeah, she was just like, go ahead and tell her, Burn. She's like, like, ooh, she nasty. It's like, yeah, Burn, tell him about how we did the Guatemalan somersault. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, no, they, they were using Burns' like, office for something freaky. Yeah, they were doing something. It probably smelled funny in there. Awkward. Like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, keep up the good work, April, good job. It's like, oh, the things you don't realize. In there. Yeah, the things you don't realize as a kid. Doing something strange for a piece of change. <laughs> yeah, because this uh, episode, like, <laughs> I found, like, a list on the internet. It was just, like, a list of, like, messed up scenes in 80s cartoons. Like, oh, nice. Oh. Wow. And then I watched and it's like, oh, yeah, no, they're they're doing some freaky things out there. Ooh, y'all nasty. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> I mean, of course, then there's, like, one, I think it was, I think it was actually the first episode of Ninja Turtles. Where they're, where they're, like, rescuing April, and it looks like Mikey's grabbing a handful of boob. Oh, yeah, he had a handful of April titty. I remember that. Uh, good old 80s cartoons. He needs some milk. He needs some milk. <laughs> I mean, then you have an then you have an episode of G.I. Joe where the Baroness is running around in a bikini the entire episode. Oh, my God. It, yes. I don't think anyone minded. Yeah, bro, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, that was the episode The Games Master, and that was a messed up episode, dude. Ooh. Dude, that whole episode was just insane. <laughs> but that will be it. That will be a discussion for its entirely own episode, because oh, uh, yeah. there's too many messed up things in that episode to sidetrack there. And we can't not take the opportunity. <sighs> but yeah, no, that. Oh, that 
that episode's got so much material in it for us to work with. <laughs> Good. But yeah, so Baxter Stockman steals an excavator and he like puts a drill on it and like a giant like claw thing. Yeah, like, it was weird looking. Like he turned this thing into a giant rat catching machine. Because he got to catch himself a big old rat. Which he does. He breaks into the turtle's lair. He grabs Master Splinter. And then he gives a nice ev diabolical evil. Oh, God. <laughs> <I> fucking laugh. <laughs> and, of course... Good God, Baxter. Yes, and a good bit of evil 80s laughter is a great place for us to take a commercial break. We'll be back in a minute, We'll be back! At New Revelation, you know that we care with expert advice on everything for your hair. Get a complete makeover using Redken products. Our stylists understand your personal style and will help you develop it using Redken products. You can count on us because we care about you. New Revelation, because we care about you. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my loved ones left for me. Twelve muddy mittens, eleven messy napkins. Ten sweaty stockings, nine dirty dish towels. Eight legs of dancing, seven suits from skiing. Six three stains laying, five collar rings. Four unfolding shirts, three French jeans, two turtlenecks, and some whisk for the laundry. The people at Whisk wish you loads of holiday happiness. This incredible stereo sound system can be yours free from U.S. News and World Report. That's right, a free stereo. In a moment, you'll find out more. All right, and we are back. And the turtles come back into their lair to find it ransacked and pillaged. And, of course, Splinter's missing. Mm -hmm. But, luckily, it, it really doesn't take them much effort to find because... This machine left some big old tracks. Yes, it did. Didn't think about that, did you, Baxter? Yeah. But that's Basically, okay. It was probably on purpose. Because mm. they wander into this junkyard. And, oh, look, it's the Crooked Ninja Turtle gang. Of course it is. Although, one interesting thing I did find is that they're all wearing red masks. You know that I noticed that I was like, huh, is that like an ode to the old school Ninja Turtles? That's actually the point I was going to make here. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is actually a nod to the old school uh, comics by Eastman and Laird. I think that was pretty cool. I appreciated the seeing that. Because the first uh, iteration of the Ninja Turtles comics, yeah, they all wore red masks. I don't think the... I remember that. Yeah, I don't think the colored masks came about until they actually created the cartoon. Yeah, that was like strictly the animated series. Which would make sense if you're aiming for you know a younger audience with as most of these cartoons are. Yeah, yeah you're going to want to... individuality thing, I guess. Right. <laughs> and then, of course... With the you're... name... With the initial name belts. Right. <laughs> It's like, it's like, well, yeah, okay. I guess you got to make them. I guess you got to make them all different enough that you can make toys out of. Yeah, got to make toys. Everybody's got to have a favorite. Because I think, because I think in the original comics they were all more or less drawn the same. Oh yeah, they looked exactly alike. Yeah, so the cartoons no even like there. differentiated their bodies. So like, you could kind of tell who was who, like. Even if they didn't have the masks on. Oh, yeah. Like, they were all definitely, like, different, like, shades of green. That was definitely true. I think the darkest shade was Donatello, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, the darkest shade. You can always tell him. <laughs> yep. And, like, Raph was, like, maybe the most vivid green. Yeah, he had the 
this like weird army green thing going on, didn't he? Yeah. So like Leonardo was kind of your standard. Mikey was like the lighter green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. They definitely put that individuality thing to the test for toys uh-huh. or whatever the hell they did. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it had to be a marketing thing. <laughs> it had to be. In the 80s, yeah. It's like, it's like we got to make toys out of these things. Uh-huh. Because who's going to want to buy four of the same toy? Right, with just different names. Well, okay. I mean, yes, there are people who will buy many of the same toy. They're called G.I. Joe collectors. Mm-hmm. And army builders, like <laughs> like vipers and bats. Yeah. And so now some of these figures get driven up in value, and I'm just like, I really don't want to pay that much for troop builders. Thanks, collectors. Uh, good old supply and demand, right? Exactly. But yeah. So they face the uh, Crooked Ninja Turtle gang, and this ain't even a fight, bro. Like, this <laughs> oh, is a was, complete. Uh, this is a complete blowout. They didn't stand a freaking chance. It was just. They might as well have been fighting toddlers. But yeah, no, like this this fight is more of a blowout than Kevin Nash Kevin Nash's quads. <laughs> yes! No way anyone can survive that. No. Yes, call back. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Oh man, I was oh, like man. It was one of those weird things where it was just like, wow. When when you learn that it's like that was Kevin Nash in the Super Shredder suit and uh, Ninja Turtles too. Seriously, two. wow! I didn't even realize that. Oh, you know, I I learned this like a few years ago, but like when I did, it was like, yeah, you're it's just like you're today years old, <laughs> right? That's why the building fell. Shredder was holding it up, but then blew out them quads. And quads went bye-bye. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, this is such... So yeah, they go and they're like, yeah, so where's the Shredder? He's like, uh, he left a message for you. Dude, that big-ass message on that wall. Come to this location if you dare. The Shredder. It, yeah, it was signed. It's like, really, dude? And they're like, and then just all collectively yell, We dare! It's like, alright. <laughs> it's like, okay. Team building, alright. Yeah, so we cut to the karate school, and Splinter is tied up to a wall. How many times have we seen that? Oh, dude. It's like every episode, man. Oh, man. Like, oh, who... I think Splinter might actually get captured more in this series than April does. Serious? It's like, Splinter, come on, dude. It's like, bro, you're the master. Exactly, and you're always getting captured. But then when your mind got taken over, you beat the shit out of everybody. Whew, drunk in master mode. Seriously, it's like, dude, you could fight, do something. Oh man. No, I just wait for the turtles. So yeah, Shredder's got a sword, and he's ready to cut a rope, which is attached to a big old battering ram. <laughs> the fist. The fist. <sighs> it literally I've gone to adult a... stores and seen that same fist. Like, sitting dude, in the aisles. Just a giant fist. Oh my god. It's like, wow. So you just took like a regular battering ram, like a freaking red oak tree. The and butt you, fist. And you attach the smackdown fist to it. I'm going to turn your master into a cuck. It's like, oh, oh, is this where they got the smackdown fist from from this thing? <laughs> Oh my god. 
I was like, yeah, so the turtles come in. But, oh, the Shredder has backup. Baxter Stockman brings his giant mouse-catching machine. Oh, so, dude, he, he, came, he, he became a bit unhinged. Bro, like, he's trying to straight-up murder yeah. everyone. But the turtles once again defeat this thing very quickly as well. Beat the shit out of that thing. So apparently, like, Leo just, like, one slice, like, ripped all the tires simultaneously. Like, they were not having it. Like, like, fucking Baxter. Donnie hit it, like, in a couple of key spots. Mikey nunchucked it a couple times. So, this scene reminded me of a scene from an episode of G.I. Joe. In the episode, uh... Countdown for Zartan. And there's oh, a, man. And there's a scene at the beginning where the Dreadnoughts are training these Cobra recruits. And Storm Shadow is... And they're kind of having this argument about weapons versus, you know, ninja skills. And Storm... And, you know, the Dreadnoughts are, you know, doing their thing on this tank. And Storm Shadow goes in does ninja stuff and the whole tank falls apart. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Like, doot, 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 with the hand. Yeah, like like, like strategic weird, like, hands. Wrist cross choppy thing. Yeah, it's like strategic kicks and chops and and like this n- nudge and then the tank just right. Like he walks away and they're like, it ain't doing nothing. And then all of a sudden, like, bolts start flying out. Like, Dude. Storm Shadow's just, like, standing there cross-armed, like, waiting for it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I am the weapon. That was crazy. Yeah. Like, that's I love how... it, though. Back then, we, were, we all lost our minds. Like, oh, cool! Right? It's like... That's basically how the Ninja Turtles, like, defeat this machine. It's like they just hit a couple of key spots and it just falls apart. Yeah, and Baxter bails screaming. And in all of this chaos, Shredder cuts the rope of the giant fisting machine. <laughs> it's like... Booty doom fist. It's like, bro, somehow... The Shredder built, like, the Guinness World Records fisting machine. Yes, he did. Ask him about his OnlyFans. (laughs) Sign up now for Shredder's OnlyFans. Or else. You will have a blast. (laughs) So, yeah. Leo is able to swoop in and uh, very quickly cut splinter off the wall because you know we can't have our main characters dying of course not did you see the physics of the ropes on the battering ram oh geez what the hell was that 80s cartoon magic ass rope yeah good old 80s cartoon logic right seriously we don't need science like how did that happen it's like Listen, you're you're talking about a show that stars four turtles that became the size of teenagers and no karate after being exposed to green goo. Exactly. What if people ask about it? Uh, tell them it's ninja rope. I don't know. Ninja rope. Seriously? <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, the machine falls to pieces. Splinter is saved. So, Shredder and Baxter escape. It's more like Shredder escapes, and he's just, like, carrying Baxter over his shoulder. Yeah, he, like, hoisted Baxter and just took off. It's like, wow. Yeah, April shows up with a Channel 6 news van, because uh, she also found the hideout. The giant message on the wall. Because <laughs> she was, some, that's right, I forgot. At some point she was like, uh-oh, the turtles aren't here. Oh, maybe they need my help. Oh, yeah, she even said this is probably a bad idea, but they might need my help. Right. And I was like, okay, at least she knows that. It's like, 
All right, so she calls the Channel 6 van in. And they're like, um, how do you know where to go, April? You know what? I, I just have a hunch. Just a hunch. Educated guess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they show up with the van. Uh, so Krang is once again berating Shredder. He's like, ha, you've been beaten once oh, again. Suck. More than I know on this nutsack. You will get, you will not get one shred of help from me until Basically. you've proven yourself. And he laughs at his own joke. <laughs> it, squishy brain noises. Gelatinous throat boy. Ah, throw it in tomorrow to Krang's only fans glory hole special. <laughs> yes. Sign up for only Krang. <laughs> only Krang's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> Only Krangs. Only Krangs. <laughs> Holy shit. Ooh. Oh, man. That's funny. So, yeah, the uh, Crooked Ninja Turtles gang has been kidnapped. And we cut to the turtle's lair where April is cutting her new, her new story about the turtles. They have been arrested. <sighs> and she has exposed the, them as a complete hoax. Oh, yeah. And they cut to the Channel 6 newsroom where Byrne is watching the report and Tiffany loses her shit. Yeah, she's not liking it. She's like, you're a turtle lover, aren't you? He's like, no, 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 I'm no. not. But, I mean... It was a hoax. It actually was the truth. No, he had to admit that. It's like, well, it was the truth. Yeah, sorry. Bruh. Bruh. Irma. <laughs> she comes in and he's like, I got you lunch. Uh, you ordered the mock turtle soup. She did that on purpose, dude. Oh, you know she did. She did that on purpose. It's like, all right, all right. This is one of those moments where you can tell there there is potential with Irma. Uh huh. But then it's like yeah. should have just should have just gave her the business. The yeah. She, so <sighs> Tiffany Sim dumps Burn by dumping the soup the soup on him. That gooey gooey green soup. Mmm. Yep. So yes, so we cut to the sewer where the turtles are watching the report, and so the the report ends with a, with April giving a little wink, and they straight straight up start fighting over who she was winking at. Yeah, they fight over the wink. He's like, "Oh, that was for me. No, that was for me." So I have some questions about the follow up here. Did April break the fourth wall? Like, wait, was this a live news broadcast? Was this a pre-tape? I she's don't like, know. Because then it just busts out like, hey guys, I mean, do you really want to know who I was winking at? Seriously. It was Splinter. He's like, <laughs> oh, age has its privileges. And then he winks like they like got it on previously and the turtles didn't know. I'm like, it's like, how did she know they were going to argue this, like, exactly that long? She's a tease. Like, is this a common, like, do they have this argument frequently? I feel like they do. Like, and I feel just, like she enjoys every bit of it. Like, does she just know how long this argument is going to go, so she made her, her tape segment go exactly that long? I'm like... Yeah, it's interesting, to say the least. I have too many questions about this end scene. <laughs> I I can't wrap my brain around it. Yeah, she could have broken the wall. Her and Splinter got something going on. Yeah. Break, break. Get you some of this ratatouille. Breaking the fourth wall because she wants to get her walls broke. 
Ratatouille. Ratatouille! <laughs> There's only one rat king around here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so this episode ends on just a bizarre note. <laughs> Ask about Sprinter's only fans. Only rats. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Only senseis.com. April fans. <laughs> Wait, I think we got something here. Oh, man, this episode was <laughs> batshit insane. Yeah, it was fun. This, this was balls to the wall weirdness on just an epic level. Basically, weirdness with a little fighting to make it cool. Yeah. I mean, that's basically your Ninja Turtles episodes. Um, here's, some, uh, here's some fighting scenes. In a half show? Turtle dicks. <laughs> Scientifically accurate Ninja Turtles. If you guys are wondering, go look up tur go look up how big turtle dicks are. And thank us later. Buddy. They're slow for a reason. We'll, we'll <laughs> give you'll we'll just say that. Ooh, fun, fun, fun. Got a lot on your shoulders to carry there, Mr. Turtle. <laughs> a lot on your shoulders. Yeah. But yeah. Once again, this is the, the things we come to realize about these cartoons in our 30s. They were messed up. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did any of this stuff get by the censors? Burning there sneaking him some some strange. Bruh. I thought no one was there. Or it's like, if that's what got in the episode, what did you put in the episode that had to get cut so that wouldn't get noticed? Right. It's like, dude, how? But yeah, once again, folks, we've just conquered the world of weird and and only the fashion that the Ninja Turtles can do. Ah, but I think that'll do it for this week's episode. And of course, uh, check us out on social media, subscribe to the podcast, leave us that great review, and uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Ask about our OnlyFans. <laughs>